and happy Valentine's Day week. And welcome to that Park Life Podcast. I'm Greg, joined as always by... Beth. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to ya. February the 14th. <laughs> what is that? Anybody else? It's an Outcast song. Oh. oh my gosh. Pause. I have to pull it up. Oh I just goodness. thought about that. It's my Valentine's Day song. Okay. Give me a moment and I'll pull it up. The Martin Day Cupid. And I just want to say one thing. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't think y'all heard, man. I just want to say happy Valentine's Day. It's a song. Then later oh, he my says, goodness. Then later he says, you can't afford me. <laughs> so true. It's very true. <laughs> Anyways, you're welcome, world. Yes. <laughs> What's going knew? on? It's Valentine. It's the day after Valentine's Day, but yes. You know, hope every hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day wherever you celebrated, however you celebrated. However you celebrate it, perhaps today is Valentine's Day if you're familiar yeah. with that concept. Yep. We talked about it on our uh, Patreon bonus episode or patch at Valentine's Day, either the day before or after when you take your side piece out <laughs> because your your actual significant other, that's who you go out with on you know, real Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. And I just said it sounds like a mob thing, because uh, I'd never heard of it before. But you know, whatever, it's okay, it's cool, it's okay. Well, you've really never heard of it before? No, I legitimately have never heard of that before. Oh, oh, well, look at that. I mean, but it. the concept, I'm like, oh yeah, because one of my favorite movies is Goodfellas, and they kind of talk mm-hmm. about, you know, they're like, ah, oh, Fridays are for girlfriends, Saturdays are for wives, or whatever it is. <laughs> that concept, yeah. yes. That same just, concept. Just apply it to this Hallmark holiday. So, because <laughs> AKA, it is, or if it's you know Singles Awareness Day. I get it. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Been there many a year of my life, most of my mm-hmm. life, if you will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm just here to say that on the other side, um, being married, like, we don't really do anything. So, okay. you know, we're kind of boring. So it's really not much <laughs> well, better on this side is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, because it is that, that time of the year, um, we're going to do what we did around this time last year and rate some Disney couples. Yeah, we are. And I was partially inspired by some of the ones that some of you submitted via our uh, Instagram story, particularly one that mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up as a bonus couple. Okay. Didn't, it didn't make my top three, but it certainly is a bonus. I want to make make sure yeah. I mention. Um, that's what we have today. But before that, I do want to talk a little bit about some time I spent in Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I went to, yeah, I was lucky enough to go to Magic Kingdom twice since we last spoke. Yeah. Um, I got to do another midweek uh, date night type thing with Nicole, and then uh, in my normal, usually I'm going to the parks on Fridays. So this this mm-hmm. this last Friday, I went to Magic Kingdom for an important debut of something, which we'll talk about yeah. in a moment. But on Wednesday evening, I had the pleasure of meeting a few listeners in person, right there on Main Street. So shout out to Greg, Stephanie, and Jen, and their whole wow. big family. They were all super nice. We got to have a nice conversation, kind of like. I don't know outside Starbucks on Main Street or whatever that shop, that like the uh, the glass blow shop or whatever. Ask yeah. for it by name. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but while we were talking, Greg dropped a little nugget, a little pearl of wisdom. And to be clear, the other Greg, I wouldn't be talking about myself mm. in the third person here. Got a nice little nugget from Greg while we were talking um, about how sometimes we're hashtag food motivated or ride motivated or any other type of motivated that we wallet motivated things we talk about um, here on this podcast. And he told me he is hashtag memory motivated. like that. So, huh. I like that. Okay. Memory motivated. Yeah. So later in the night, I had a moment to reflect on that thought. And I think it's quite beautiful mm-hmm. if, you, if you think about it. 
it's really easy to get caught up in all of the changes at Disney, the mm-hmm. prices, the yeah. lines, when they get rid of a perfectly wonderful wonderful fireworks show, uh, the heat for nine months out of the year, mm-hmm. or the ridiculous clowns on eBay who resell the uh, figment popcorn bucket for yeah. $200 or whatever, and everyone gets stressed out about it, or spirit jerseys and whatnot. And the people um, that pay that money for that. Yes. You're the, the ones who make it going. worse. <laughs> Yes, and the enablers, so all of those things that it can get easy to get caught up in, right? And then if you think about it, is is that what's important? Is that what we want to remember? Is that what we try mm-hmm. to remember? Is that why we travel across the country? You know, is that what we do? Those of us who have to travel. Um, so I know it's mid February already, but I'd like to offer a guiding principle for the year twenty twenty two in okay. in relation to your Get Walt Disney World here. trips, everybody. Yeah, thanks to listener Greg. Um, and that would be find the joy, capture the joy. I think you'll want to look back on the fun you had together and really nothing else quite matters the same as those moments with you and your family. So just something to think about. Yeah. And with that said, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, yeah, oh, right, that, was, every- that wasn't your closing <laughs> quote. That's what it sounded like. No. It also reminds me of a thing that my friend Logan used to always say growing up. And that was, you can't put a price in the memories, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you think that something might be too expensive or whatever. Yes. You can't put a price on the memories. How much is that going to cost? You can't put a price yeah. on the memories. <laughs> Disney does put a price on it. It's called they Memory do. Maker. And I think it's 169 yeah. You can't put a price on their memories. Time. That's for sure. Yes. So but. anyway, again, shout out to, to Greg and his family. They were super nice and it was and had a, a nice conversation. Yeah. With did them. they like flag you down? Did you have a celebrity moment? No, we had we had arranged it. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, next time I come in town, if you could like arrange one for me just so that it seems like it's legit, you know, be like, oh, okay. have someone run up to you like Beth. Yes. Beth from that Beth park. From park, that park yeah. <laughs> we could do that. I uh, would love it. Um, so anyway, in addition to, to hanging out on Main Street and chatting a little bit um, in my two visits to Magic Kingdom, um, the, the first one later that night, we obviously we ate at Cosmic Rays. We had our own romantic evening in Magic mm, Kingdom by going to go. Cosmic Rays. And I did not get the burger. Someone even replied to the story saying, hey, that's not your reset meal. That's and I true. said, well, I didn't need to be reset. I was mm. good. I didn't need to be rebooted. You have been running and um, stuff, so you're eating a little bit better. It's fine. Well, I mean, I don't know. That salad is, the salad itself is fine. It's just it's that, the you know, the fried, the fried chicken. chicken. <laughs> yeah, and the oily-based dressing. But either yeah. way. Um, so anyway, I, I uh, Nicole and I went to see PhilharMagic, which by the way, if you haven't seen the new version with Coco, definitely got to do it. Mm-hmm. Plus the enhanced um, visuals and the rest of the film. But I wanted to, I don't think I've ever mentioned the the PhilharMagic doors opening protocol that oh I think gosh. some yeah. people get a little, um, what's the word, dumb yeah. about. So here's the thing. If you want to get in first, that's fine. But I will I will always advise you to just wait. Mm-hmm. So when you're in that waiting area, waiting to go into the PhilharMagic Theater, and people like tend to line up right up against that yellow line, waiting for that door to open, and then when they open, they like clamor um, in, right? They're like clawing their way in. But if you're in first, you're supposed to go at least three quarters down. of the way down of the row, if not all the way, if it's mm-hmm. crowded. However, if you either come in middle or end, normally you get a middle seat. So mm-hmm. when I let people in first, and first of all, I don't want to be a part of that like you know, sardine situation anyway. So I let them like go through. And then as like the bulk of the, of the guests are through, that's usually when Nicole and I will like kind of merge into that traffic. And then we wind up in the middle, in the middle of the row, uh, yeah. almost every, every time that happens. Well, what annoys me though, is that people, they wait to be the first people in there and then they go to the middle and they stop mm, and mm, sit down. Mm. Yes. Then they get annoyed when people try to step over them. I'm like, well, you're supposed to go all the way down. So don't get annoyed when people have to come in and, you know, walk in front of you. 
But you know what? The best option you have when you have to walk by the best thing you could do when you walk by when they won't get up just to fart. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that we were in this. We both yes. thought the same thing. If it that's could be sad. a silent but deadly one, then that's even better. But oh, even better. The kind that kind of creeps up, and then like you're like, what is? Why is my nose oh, hair tingling? Man. That's because you sat in the middle of the row. Yeah, yeah. That's the only your only recourse. Well, and it's that. such a big theater. Like on a normal day, our lower crowd day, there's really like never, I would say it's never been full when I've been in there. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it full, but like we, act, can I tell you, there was one time it was, it was like literally full. We couldn't find a seat. We had to leave. Oh. It was a day when it was our last day um, before they let too we many were people in. flying home. They did. And uh, we tried to get a seat and we couldn't. Our plan of kind of waiting, letting people in backfired, but that was a, I don't remember. There was something weird that day. I think that was the day they were recording stuff on Main Street for like the Christmas parade and stuff. It was just oh, one of those like un- yeah. this was years ago. Yeah. It was like unusually crowded, um, and we made the mistake, I guess, of not like not realizing. You know, I don't know. But one time I've seen it full in the many, many, many times I've been there. So in other words, it's not likely going to be full yeah. when you're when you're going there. Now Muppets 3D. That's probably a different story. I've seen Muppets 3D. Full. Plenty of doors though, because there are so yeah. many different ways to get in. Like I, I don't really feel that jam of people. I am also just kind of curious why they designed the doors to open out and not inward. Like to me, I'm like you. This could all kind of be fixed if you guys would have just set them to open inward and not outward. You know, I wonder. Because I'm like, what is it hurting for them to open inward? Where when they open outward, they might hit somebody, which that's why they're Mm. always yelling at people to get behind the yellow lines. (laughs) But a lot of people just don't listen. So I've I've always thought that. I wonder if they do that so people don't think they could just push through it. Because I feel like if you know they open towards you, you you might think like, oh, I can't push my way through it. I don't know. I don't know. Or actually, do you know what it is? I think I figured it out. Okay. I think it's because they want it so that when you're in the theater, in the event of an emergency, the door can more easily be opened. Mm. And if the hinge is set the other way, it yeah. won't open. Does that make sense? That, yeah. I wonder if you why that's You want to be able to push out and not have to Exactly, pull. yeah, because they could like let the mechanism go and you can still open the door. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. I wonder if that's it. <sighs> Whatever, Greg. <laughs> Just kidding. Just a thought. I can't prove it. I, I don't know anything I know, but know. it probably is true. But that wouldn't make sense as to why some of the other ones where the doors open. Inward. I don't Anyways. know who the heck knows. Who the um, that was when they, and then the the second uh, visit to Magic Kingdom. On the way to Magic Kingdom, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break from the Hail to the Leaf salad for lunch, which mm-hmm. I've been eating mo- most Fridays. Uh, and instead, I stopped at the Polynesian Resort to hit up Captain Ooh. Cooks for some Thai coconut meatballs because they're just really, and really, that really good. Delicious. And yeah. let me tell you, the nachos there too, the pork nachos are incredible. Yes. So. Don't snooze on Captain Cook's if you're over there. It's I'm like, look, worst case scenario, we go to Captain Cook's, and I ain't mad about yeah. that. So It's good. Yeah. And, you know, like the, the Thai coconut meatball is not something that I get really, like that type of cuisine, if you will. Like, it's, mm-hmm. in other words, it's not just a burger or chicken finger, like right. what we would normally consider just straight up park food. It's got a little bit of a, a flair to it. And uh, I did make a note on our Instagram story about the presentation being a little lackluster. They just kind of like splorped it onto a plate of rice. But I mean, back in the I'm day, it, it used anyway. to it used to come in like a almost like a Chinese food container, yes. or at least previous yeah. times I've gotten it. Um, but now it's not like just a, a big old plate where it's just like it's yeah. like cafeteria style. It's just a bunch of rice with like three meatballs plopped on it. Yeah. But honestly, it's not about the presentation because it's just it's so 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 good. I mean, the plastic is a little bit better because then you're like, oh, if you have leftovers, you can take it. Yes. In that plastic with the paper stuff, like you pretty much have to eat it or throw it away, like whatever's left yeah, over. But I gotcha. And um, maybe the most important thing for my visit to Magic Kingdom on Friday was the debut of the Adventure Friends Cavalcade. 
um, in Magic Kingdom. It's a big deal. So we talked mm-hmm. about this as a news nugget a while ago about how Disney was introducing a cavalcade that had... I have been seeing everyone post yeah. about it, too. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it was that big of a... Like, everyone is posting about it, the new cavalcade, so... Yeah, and um, a few people that I follow on Instagram and TikTok, um, as I'm scrolling through, uh, they all were uh, recorded at the same angle, like the same yeah. spot in the hub. And then later on, I saw them in a photo together, and they were all together. I was oh, like, oh, okay. like Kristen, our yeah. guest last week, um, mm-hmm. I guess she's friendly with a few other, like maybe three or four other accounts that I follow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sure enough, there's a photo of all of <laughs> them, and that's why all their videos are the same, which is fine. I mean, you know, that's yeah. the nature of it. Um, I will say, so a couple things about the Cavalcade. One, it truly is just a buttload of characters. characters. Um, I didn't count, so I don't know if it truly is 30 like they said there would be, but it felt like it was 30. It felt like a, a parade condensed into a Cavalcade, if that makes sense. Yeah, and how about that um, that one part? where I mean, maybe it was more parts, but the one thing that I noticed was I was like, it was a lot of character uh, choreography. Yes. Like, dancing yeah they're like moving around doing a lot of choreo together which you don't see a ton of in parades like normally they're on a float and they're waving but they're not actually in the middle of the street doing choreo so no only during the parties or the uh, now the after hours events i feel like is when they might be doing some type of like something but in like regular daytime parades you're right except like the the regular characters like i don't know Mm -hmm. like the performers like the ribbon dancers like those types of like from festival like that yeah but not normally characters characters, especially yeah like that's new uh non-face characters you know yes because i'm sure they were like characters hey you know how how hot that costume is and like how well you're gonna have to actually do some choreo now and that they're probably like what i'm sorry what where's my attendant where's my attendant (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway, so plenty of characters, like a lot to look at. I don't know if you saw your girl Pocahontas was in there because I know we yeah, think yo. that she's underrepresented. Anywhere else now in she's the park. Out there. Yes, of course, she's at the back of the float. Of course. Girl can't be in the front. Nope. Merida's in the front. Show her face. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, um, a couple of things about the about cavalcades in general, but specifically um, what I experienced with this one was I wanted to make sure I got like a bunch of photos and like videos and stuff, not... Not to like make myself crazy, but I wanted to be able to do it because it was a one shot deal for me. I was mm-hmm. watching it that Monday. I wasn't waiting the, the hour and like half, whatever it was for the next one. So I went over to watch it in Frontierland, knowing that if I positioned myself in Frontierland, I could sneak out and go like the back way back to Main Street and then yeah. see it again oh, before yeah. it got there. Mm-hmm. So I was just outside, uh, like maybe the Diamond Horseshoe. Oh, no, that's not true. I was outside the shooting gallery, yeah. whatever they call it, um, you know, the, right like, out there on, the on Frontierland. So that's yeah, right there. So I was, uh, I watched it right there. That's where I got most of my photos from. And then I booked it. And I noticed there was at least one other person like me. And you can kind of like spot us a mile away because, you know, we mm-hmm. probably have Cameras. a big giant lens and we're like nerds. So it was me and this other nerdy dude running. Like he had the same idea and he just happened to be a few steps ahead of me. And he's like winding his way through people to get, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the back of Adventureland up that way. And then like kind of like the side, like the perimeter of the hub. And then through Casey's Corner to get to Main Street. And when I got to Main Street, I still got a great spot. There was no one stand like they weren't lined up yet because it hadn't even really made it yeah. into where the castle they area. Didn't so they didn't even know, know it was yet. coming. They didn't even know. You're like, you don't even so, know what's coming. Yes. So I, I got to watch it twice, which was cool from two different angles. So that's why some of the Okay, I was wondering because when I was seeing some of your pictures, I was like, wait, wait a second. Yeah, they're two different angles or two different was. like settings. I knew where yeah. he was, and that's not where he was. Those are two completely <laughs> different places. So yeah, I ran. that makes sense. As far as gummed my way yeah. from one land to another Jenai. to get there. By the way, I still haven't seen that movie. But Quit telling people that. It doesn't look good for you. <laughs> Whatever. I still haven't seen Titanic either. 
Oh my gosh, Titanic! Come on, you got to get on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I got moving right along. So uh, that's my that's my advice to you if you have the mobility to do so. And obviously, if you're tra- traveling with a large family or you know, like strollers and scooters and wheelchairs and stuff, maybe not possible. But if you want to see a cavalcade twice and max out, or if mm-hmm. you didn't get the photo you were looking for, the video just run run across town. But in order to do that, you have to start in Frontierland, so you have time to get to the hub Main Street area. Is it at a set time every day? Currently, yes. Okay. So the My Disney Experience app lists it, and okay. there are four showings right now. Oh, it it right. could, you know, it could increase or decrease depending on whatever. But the first one I didn't make it was the second one that How I saw. How long like would you say it is? Um, I don't know, like seven minutes. Okay. that's probably a stretch. I don't know. It's tough because like it's three, it's two floats. So it's like a group of characters afloat, a group of characters afloat, a group of characters. So okay. like it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. But it was preceded by three other floats because three other cavalcades because they kind of like were stacking them a bit. So it was Tink and then I think the Mickey and Minnie and then the princesses and then them. So like you saw a lot. If you were kind of planting yourself anywhere along the parade route um, within that maybe 40 minute or so period, you saw like pretty much everything. Yeah. So it's an interesting, uh, it's did certainly see, uh, different from the parades. Did I see Clarabelle? Wasn't she on one of those? She is at the top of uh, the second float, yes. I love me some Clarabelle. I don't know why. I just Doing get excited when I see Clarabelle. Probably because I, I, just, I, I just like saying her I, name. Okay, so you said it wasn't a good look for me that I haven't seen Forrest Gump. <laughs> okay. Here's another thing that's not a good look for me as a uh, Disney podcast co-host. Yeah, you don't like as her? A, as a three and a half year long Disney cast member. I don't. I actually don't know where she comes from. I don't know what her origin story is. I don't know, like, I don't know what, like, her story is. I don't know who her fellow characters are. I literally know nothing about her. About Clarabelle? Yeah. She's in, like, she's... some of the, um, like, the early ones. Like, That's early what I mean. cartoons. I don't know, I don't know any, I literally don't know anything about it. I just, so it always, she always just pops out as some someone who's, like, super random to me. Okay. Well, we're going to have to look up her origin story. Okay. Coming next week, the origin the story origin of Clarabelle Cow. Clarabelle. I'm serious. We're going to look it up. And she's a cow, but because people, I think, have tried to group her and Goofy together, but Goofy's a dog, Correct. not a cow. Yeah, but I think I don't they know were they in, that... did, like, shorts together or whatever. Were they canoodling? No. Okay. I like how you got defensive. No. no. They were not canoodling. <laughs> not TMZ confirmed. Okay. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to read this right now. Okay. Clarabelle Cow is an animated anthropomorphic cow yeah. created by Walt Disney and Ubi Iwerks, first appearing as an established character in the 1930s, The Shindig. Clarabelle mm. was presented as the best friend of Minnie Mouse and the girlfriend of Horace Horsecollar. Oh, okay. That's where I was like, I always remember her with Horace. So she was his girlfriend, and she was Minnie's bestie. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, well, um, now I can say I know and the then this minimum. list like shows, park attractions, video games, feature films. So she does have a cameo in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ooh, that's good for a... Uh, it says she first appeared, and this one says she first appeared as a nameless prototype cow in the cartoon Trolley Troubles in 1927. Interesting. And then she appeared frequently in cartoons from 1930 to 1932. A little cartoon slot. Yeah, so Trolley Troubles and Hungry okay. hungry Hobos. Hungry Hobos? Yeah. And then, oh, and this one says significant other, Horace Horsecollar, and, and occasionally Goofy. Oh, so occasionally you know what Goofy she's Goofy's and Clarabelle are doing today. They're going on their Valentine's date. Um, <laughs> this is funny too. It says family: Mayor Meeble, deceased father, Mister <laughs> Cow, Mrs. Cow, sorry, mother, and then Durham Cow, deceased brother. I guess. 
Oh, Durham Cow is her deceased grandfather. Sarah Bell Cow, her sister. Horseface Horace. Bro- then this says Horseface Horace brother. I'm oh. like, but they said she's a significant other. She dated someone with the same Miss name Bovina as her brother? Miss Bovina is her aunt. Boniface is cousin. Birdie the Jinx, younger cousin. And Belle, a pet dog. Bella is the pet dog. Hmm. And, then it, and then right here it says significant other. Horace Horse Collar and Goofy occasionally. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Oh, Horace Horse Collar was the boyfriend. Horseface Horace is her brother. Okay. Did do you think those parents named that child <laughs> Horseface Horace because oh my that's gosh. rough. Anyways. That's a rough name. And she's only thought... been, she's only been voiced by three people. Oh. Currently voiced by a, a woman named April Winchell. And that wraps up our Clarabelle Cow. Oh, nice. <laughs> history. The history of Clarabelle Cow. You're welcome. Before we move into our main topic today, uh, shout out to Stephanie at World Traveler Trading Co. Continuing to pump out all yeah. kinds of great uh, Disney key fobs, keychains, dog holders, collars, all that good all stuff. The all the things. I know it's not quite the gift giving season like the holidays, but there's always something around the corner, right? There's always so you can head birthdays. over to her Etsy shop. Yeah, yeah there's always stuff. There's People always give occasions. gifts for Valentine's Day sometimes. Yes. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Easter's coming up. Mother's Day's Flag coming up. Day. Right after Mo- Mother's Day is Father's Day. Arbor Day. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of days. Save a tree, get a key fob. That's what I always there say. You go. So anyway, you can head over to her store. The link to her uh, Etsy shop is in our show notes, and you can use our special discount code. That Park Life. And save yourself just a little bit of money. So without any further ado, I think it's time that we jump into some, some love talk here on Radio Disney or whatever this is. <laughs> Radio. Talking about... We're going to bring it all back down to the... <laughs> Welcome back to our show. We're going to... Craig and I talk about Disney couples as we rate them. Please join us. Let us know your thoughts. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Call us on the hotline, 154-LOVE. <laughs> okay. Is that enough digits? Who knows? I don't okay. know. <laughs> so anyway, we've done this once before. We rated some Disney couples where we talked about John and Sarah from the Carousel of Progress. Yes. And I think that's a that's a failed marriage. <laughs> yeah. um, if you missed that, you can go back to our rating our Disney couples around this time last year. I brought I brought the receipts with me. I had audio clips at the They're time to let you know. They're just representing what the re- divorce rate in America is. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So same kind of thing going on here. We uh, ha- each have a, a small handful of couples and... Um, and yeah, so like we did last year, we gave a, a final rating, a final score at the end, mm-hmm. one through ten, one being garbage, red flag city, you know, burning dumpster <laughs> fire, and then ten out of ten uh, being, you know, perfect. Yeah. I've got some good ones this time. Okay. Uh, All you, right. Well, you know what? No, you start. You start, Greg. I'll go first. You go first. I will go first. Then. Right. Okay. So I'm going to start with Cinderella and Prince mm. Charming, a classic Disney couple, yeah. right? Very well known. Cindy has a big old castle here with her name on it, Magic Kingdom. Everyone knows who Cinderella is. Yeah. So a little bit of backstory, in case you don't remember. I just want to jog your memory on how Cinderella went down. Prince Charming threw a party, invited every girl in the kingdom. Talk about casting a wide net. He's obviously not Mm -hmm. very particular. The prince danced with everyone at this party, and he didn't like a single one of them. And then Cinderella walked in. Mm Mm-hmm. They danced the rest of the night as if in a dream. So a very Hollywood movie romantic type of thing, right? Like highlight reel, kind of unrealistic. Um, I think that's kind of undeniable. Like I, we, you know, we we picked up on the spark that was happening mm-hmm. between Cinderella and Prince Charming during this part of the night. However, 
Uh, Broham Prince Charming said he wants to marry Cinderella based on this one night. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know what side of the bed she sleeps on. Also, you know, he didn't know that Cinderella's only friends were mice, which is Red Flag City. Uh, but anyway, she left the dance abruptly, leaving only her glass slipper behind. Uh, that's the only way Prince Charming could remember her. So he went on his quest to find her, having to check every woman's feet in town like a big old perv. So I think um, this is something that happens in real life. When you have your mind set on something, if, you have a, if you're in the middle of a quest, let's say, sometimes the, the quest itself is what you enjoy, and then the end result or the product or the, the actual destination isn't really something you care mm-hmm. about. You were just so fixated on getting this. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if that's what was happening here with, uh, with Prince Charming because he, he, fell in, he says he fell in love. Seems like he fell in love. It was love at first at sight. At the dance. Yeah. And um, he spent some time and resources finding Cinderella. Yeah. And then he did. And then, and that was it. And I know there's like Cinderella 2, which I haven't seen. And there's like 17 remakes yeah. of Cinderella. Either they called it Cinderella or it was something else. So uh, before I give my final score, I'm curious to hear if, if you have any thoughts about this. Because yeah. it's, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot of pretense. And right. it's a lot of, oh, like this sounds really romantic. But when you dig deep, mm-hmm. you think, well, they didn't really get to know each other at all. Like, does she is she weird when she eats? Like, what... What I they, mean, like how, sometimes, what they watch on TV? <laughs> sometimes these things work out, right? Love at first sight. You spend one wonderful night and you talk to somebody or whatever. And then, you know, it works out. But, you know, in a lot of their stories, like other stories that people have made, they, they give a lot of backstory to the fact that they run into each other in the woods, right? Like he's out hunting and runs into her when she's like in her like rags, okay. basically. But then he like doesn't recognize her at all when... She's Shame like taking a shower and cleaned up. So I'm like, okay, red flag number one. And then red flag number two, like you, you couldn't remember what homegirl looked like. So you had to go around yeah. with her shoe. Have you tried just asking for the one blonde? Right. She has yeah. blonde hair, you know, whatever. And you don't think that that was enough. Like, why don't you go out and look? Um, because mm. in some of the renditions, like he is one of the ones out looking. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It is this a little bit weird. It is one of those like, mm, I don't know, like she showered. And so then you remembered her. I gave I gave this relationship a five out of ten. Okay. Here's why. I like the very heightened romantic like Hollywood honeymoon phase. Yeah. You know, like the, the types of things you see in the movie, like a right right out of the gate, like instant love. Mm hmm. That's why it's a five. The rest, the reason why the rest of the five didn't come is because it was a, it's a, it couldn't have been a healthy, stable <laughs> relationship at this point. Yeah. Because they're. Their foundation was one dance. I thought, well, like, the very first time, believe it or not, I hung out with Nicole. We danced. We were at a bar. By the way, very un... un um, characteristic. For? Very uncharacteristic for me. <laughs> uh, maybe more at the time, but certainly very uncharacteristic now. Um, and we were like, you know, we had some adult beverages. Yeah, I was like, how many drinks did you have to have for you to dance? A lot. You must have it's really, a lot. You must have really liked this girl. Yeah, well, I didn't know her at all. I, I just, I really had just met her that night. I didn't, I think, I think ultimately we were set up by our friends who were there. It was just the four of us. Yeah. It was our friends who we both know the guy and the girl, but they were dating and they eventually, like, I think we're looping okay. us together. But anyway, yeah. so, um, and I thought, like, if, if that were my Cinderella moment, do you know what we talked about <laughs> while we were dancing? She talked about her cat 
and how her and her brother changed the name that the lyrics to songs to, to for it to be about the cat. And I was telling her about my job at a small amusement park on Long Island, which is essentially a cult. Match made in so, heaven. Yeah. So here we are having our Cinderella Prince Charming moment. Yeah. And then now we're, you know, that was um well, it 10, was, it was 12 a years ago. It was a very different time back then in the Cinderella yeah. days. Uh, society was very different. Yes. And, you know, Cinderella was such a gem. So I don't really think he deserved her. But I'm also curious how that relationship went, knowing that she basically had to raise herself and she worked like served hand and foot for people while he had everything yes. handed to him. Right. His whole life. So, yeah, sure. That ended up being kind of interesting. And so. just as a quick side note on the on the problematic Cinderella story <laughs> is the fairy godmother came in to help Cinderella only when it came to love. What about how she was abandoned by her parents or her parents or whatever her, the Disney her story is? So she didn't have. Yeah. yeah. What about where were you then? Fairy godmother. Right. Jeez. I guess that anyway, was her that way was... of getting her out of that. Some you could say I, that was her way of getting guess, her out of I that situation. So. But anyways, maybe you can stop the like forced <laughs> slavery that she had with her stepmother <laughs> and stepsisters instead of finding her love so she could love herself. You got to love yourself so you can love someone right. else. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get it? Hey, wait. What? I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race. <gasps> um, Greg! Because if you don't know everybody, wait, hold on. How can just bring this on me now hold in on. the middle of hold this on. conversation? Time freaking out, everybody. What? So if you're wondering why this just that came out of my mouth is what Beth had just said was what RuPaul says at, at the, the end, end of the episode. Every, every episode. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that if one day Nicole was like, I think, because Nicole recently started watching it too. Stop it. I think it this like 14 seasons or whatever, something crazy, yeah, right? In just season? America, then they have. Where did you start? Canada. We just, I, start, I started with the current one. But listen, man, RIP Cornbread. So listen. Um, oh my I gosh, just, Greg, I, I we have say. so much to talk about now. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited. I promise we'll get back on topic okay. in a second. But the point of all this is to say I am examining my life now because I'm looking forward every week to watching this. And like I – it's just – it's a lot to did take you, in. And who knew – Did you watch last night's Ru episode? Ru RuPaul? No, we, we're going to watch it later tonight. <sighs> okay. I watched it no, live. No, we don't have cable, so we have to wait for it to like well, no, be streamable. Well, no, you can watch it live on the VH1 app. For free? Yes. Even if you don't have a cable login? I'm pretty sure. Oh, Maybe anyway, not, we weren't available. Anyways, anyways. We are not available. But anyway, so if anyone else uh, out there watches, just know that both both of us now are on board yes! with the RuPaul's Drag And Race this train. is a, a very interesting season because they have the first, like, um, straight, the first straight guy. Maddie Morphosis. Maddie Morphosis. So <laughs> anyways, okay, I, moving on. I just on. want you to know, I absolutely hate myself for talking about this. Okay. So. Uh, we're going to talk about it all afterwards. Right. All right. You ready for Let's my first one? Yes, please. Anything okay. other than this. My first couple is Mulan and Shang. And oh. backstory here, right? Like Mulan was a soldier. She took her father's place in the army. And, you know, Shang was the hottie, bobody, like head guy of the army. <laughs> I mean, he was a hot. He was an animated hottie. Let's be real. And Mulan, like, they kind of show like, oh, that she was like, oh, he's like, she she knew he was a hottie. Um, but she's got to be a dude. And mm -hmm. so uh, their relationship really didn't start until like after everything went down. He found out that she was a girl and he was pee awesome. Like he was so ticked. Um, she got kicked out and but she ended up like saving everybody. Right. Because of all the things that she did. She found out some mm -hmm. stuff and had to go save the day. And their relationship like kind of starts at the very end of the movie. So I thought it was interesting because I'm like, OK, like he, I guess, realized like that she had more value which is a big hmm. deal in that culture. Like she had more value. Um, and she wasn't just like some girl that pretended to be a guy um, in the army and like totally duped everybody. 
So I don't know. Like I was kind of torn with them, but I'm also, I don't know because they don't really like show much of their relationship until the very end. But it's, okay. but I don't, I don't know. So it was one of those, like, he was kind of like upset because she lied, I guess. But then he realized that why she lied. So he forgave her and then was like, I'll date you girl, <laughs> you know, girl. Um, they got together. So you're right. The relationship blossomed at the end. And in, I haven't seen Mulan too. Um, but I did hear at some point, um, maybe Nicole was telling me about it, I think, but, um, I think the movie starts out with him proposing to her. Okay. So their relationship does okay. continue after the end of Mulan one. Mm-hmm. So it's a legitimate relationship, I guess. Right. It was more than just the little, um, spark at the end. Yeah. It, it definitely evolved. So I give it like a eight or eight or nine. Okay. You know, it's not perfect, but. It's not perfect, but it's certainly healthier than, than the yes. relationship I talked about. Yeah. I feel like there was more going on, yeah. a little more depth to it, you could say. Yeah. Moving on. What is your second couple? Okay. Uh, the second couple I would like to read. Hey, I'm learning I'm learning phrases, although they don't. They haven't done any reading in the season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. So. Um, it's because the I'm library gonna... hasn't been opened yet. You'll learn about that. Uh, well, I learned about the library because when he hosted us on uh, Saturday Night Live, they did a, a library Shut up, skit. I did not see that. Have you not seen the it? The library is open to all. Oh, my God. I'll have to go back and watch that. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. Why? Because about... everyone loves. <laughs> okay. I'll pop it. Anyways, moving on. Okay. Um, I would like to examine Woody and Bo Peep. Oh, okay. That's a good from one. The, from the story. Story. From, from the, the story. Toy <laughs> story. From the. <laughs> <laughs> from the Toy Story franchise. Toy Story. So um, what I like about this was the tension that these two have all the time. You know they're getting freaky when those lights go out, right? You know what's happening. Yeah. So full disclosure, I have not seen Toy Story 4 because I don't want to <sighs> open that Pandora's box God. of emotion. I think I have heard what has happened. Yeah. So I will talk about the timeline of uh, uh, Woody and Bo Peep, let's say, through Toy Story 3 because mm-hmm. I don't, I truly don't necessarily want to know what's happening one day i'm going to watch tori story four i think when i'm old and i'm dying so that i could die at the same time <laughs> anyway um so uh, a little backstory here they started off in andy's storyline where bo peep was a damsel in distress mm-hmm. so when andy was in his room playing with the toys that's what he made bo peep out to be they talk about gender roles <laughs> yeah really got a little one-dimensional here with uh, <laughs> with his imagination andy geez bo peep was a damsel in distress which led to um, Woody and Bo Peep having a romantic relationship in Andy's storyline, so to speak, when he was playing make-believe with them, which eventually blossomed into real romance mm-hmm. between Woody and Bo Peep. And she does a couple of physical things to let Woody know how she's feeling, including grabbing him by the hook mm-hmm. and like drawing him in closer to her to give him a little smooch mm-hmm. or uh, they happen to be um, she happens to get him underneath the mistletoe that are being that's being held up by her own sheep mm-hmm. her own three-headed sheep coincidence <laughs> I think not she's also a little confident and bold and to back that up I brought just a little a little clip okay. if you're if you don't remember what um, some of the things Bo Peep said to Woody here's a classic Bo Peep line to Woody what do you say I get someone else to watch the sheep tonight? <laughs> hell yeah. Is he saying hell yeah? Because that's what I hear every time I hear that. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's the tone. Yeah. You you know. You know what she's saying. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. The adult humor in the room. 
that ain't no damsel in distress. Mm-mm. So there's that, right? That that happens, you know, through, throughout their time. And uh, in terms of their other, the other parts of their their relationship, Bo Peep defends Woody's reputation when everyone thinks Woody is the reason why Buzz is missing, mm-hmm. pushed out the window and whatnot. They also have a lot of bonding time together. They went through a lot. The move, the yeah. um, Andy's family getting a dog. Woody being stolen, all these, all these things they that happen over the course of the They almost all died together in a furnace. Yes, <laughs> that was the big, the big furnace. Yeah, all these things, right? So they've, they've been able to love each other and grow together, which is certainly um, not something I could apply to my first couple, right? These people actually went through some stuff. Yeah. You probably out there listening to this. Uh, possibly have a significant other, and you've, you're going through, as an example, this pandemic together. I know for sure during quarantine and shut down and all of this stuff, like that's something Nicole and I went through, you and Doug went through, right? So you, you grew together one way or another. Yeah. Um, and Bo Peep and Woody were able to do that. And uh, I think the, the most important thing to, to mention was they seem to champion each other. They seem to want to save each other. They seem to respect each other. Yeah. And that, that's a lot. They have noticeable passion. They care. And they spent a lot of time, and they've bonded quite a bit, which is why I give them a rating of 10 out of 10. A perfect score for Woody and Bo Peep. First of all, Bo Peep is sexing it up with her words, and his name is Woody, and that's all I'll say about that. But how do you feel about Woody and Bo Peep? Uh, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Okay. Yeah. There's more more of like a what a normal, like I guess a normal relationship would look like. More substance here, yeah. Yeah. So I agree with your rating on that one. Cool. Good stuff. All right. So maybe watch you some Toy Story. Also, I mean, like, there's four movies, right? So there's a lot more of, like, backstory to them. So there's that. Um, My next couple is Tiana and Prince Naveen. Oh. Now, we all know um, he only wants to marry Charlotte, right, for her money because she's the, Mm -hmm. like, her dad's got lots of money. Um, Yes. And he gets turned into a frog, and then he thinks that he meets Tiana. He thinks she's a, a princess and thinks that, He's like, oh, the fraudy pruto. Like, you need to kiss me, and <laughs> then I will be turned back into a human. And she does, and it all backfires, and she gets turned into a frog. But they go on this journey, and like you said, kind of right, they, they go through some stuff. They, they go through mm-hmm. some very, like, stressful things, and he learns about himself. She learns about herself, and in the end, um, he realizes, like, she wants to make a sacrifice, right? She's willing to make the mm-hmm. sacrifice because... She's like, he's going to, you know, to be turned back into a human, like he needs to marry her, like he needs to kiss her, or kiss Charlotte or whatever. Um, And so she was willing to make that sacrifice for him. But then in turn, like he realized that's not what he wanted. So he actually made the sacrifice. So I thought that was a good start to their like relationship. Yes. Because a they great gesture. Yeah. They had this journey like where they fell in love together, like fell in love, but they neither one wanted to really like admit it to the other. And then in the end, they both ended up sacrificing for each other to be together and their sacrifice paid off because then they kissed when they got married and they both ended up being human again. Um, so I do love that movie. So I'm giving them like a seven or eight. Okay. Um, it's not perfect. Right. Cause I'm like, he was kind of a tool bag in the beginning. Like he wanted to mm-hmm. marry just for money cause he was broke. Um, but then he turned everything around. So there is re- redemption to that. So maybe more of the eight. Maybe I'm leaning okay. more towards an eight for that for them. I feel like an eight's fair. I think you're right. He had some some character development. He had some growth that he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no Princess and the Frog. There's no Princess and the Frog too, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. move the sequels come out and like you never hear about it because yeah. it's straight to yeah. DVD or whatever. I don't that. Think so. this but was a... if they ever do a sequel, um, not the show that they're doing on Disney Plus, but 
where uh yeah i'm curious to hear i would like to see more of their relationship because i think yeah. i think it's a an uptrending eight so i mean I they showed that it she got be, a restaurant right which was like he didn't have yeah. money and so they had to work together in order to make that happen like she you know she ended up getting and making enough money to make that happen and he looked like he was clearly in that with her so yes Good. Happy ending there. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. All right. Um, the not quite the last one because I do have a bonus one, but the okay. the last full examination I want to do here is between Donald and Daisy, and I would like to specifically rate the relationship as as is depicted in the new Mickey cartoons. Oh, okay. Because that's what I watch the most. So obviously, yeah. Donald and Daisy have, in general, have a very very long a history. Long history. Yeah, decades and decades. But. Um, and, and I want to look at it through this one lens of the Mickey cartoon. So the Mickey cartoons available on Disney Plus. There's like the three minute versions and the Wonderful World of Mickey, where they're like seven or eight ver- minutes. Those. So that's what I'm talking about. So Donald and Daisy, always keeping it real, in my opinion. I think they have a great blend of I love you and I hate you. Right? They mm. bicker, they banter, but they also express their feelings from one another. Daisy often praises Donald, even hypes him up a little bit. There's uh, an episode, I think it's called like Captain Donald or something, where uh, Daisy brings the others, so Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, obviously, and then maybe one of them maybe was Goofy, I don't know, over to Donald's boat, and it sounded like this. Donald! Hey, what are you guys doing here? We came to see my captain in action. You always said you'd take a sailing someday. And today's the perfect day. <laughs> And she blew him a kiss. Ooh. So you can tell she's she's a champion Ooh, of his. I love you. Yes, right. You can tell it's, it's she's yeah. she's excited. She's proud of him. She likes and she likes bringing her friends around to see him. Yeah, um, which is a good sign. She gasses him up quite a bit. Um, later on in that same episode, though, Minnie and Daisy are talking about Donald, and I think this is a good example of some of the balance I was talking about. Didn't I tell you he's the best sailor? No, you said that if he keeps up with the lines and the tantrums, he can go fly a kite. Uh-huh. Plus, he's the best sailor. Show him what you've got, sweetie. Uh-huh. But yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Plus, he's the best sailor. Yes. Yeah. The lies that's re- and the that's tantrums. That's realistic. They would be one of the most more realistic couples, yes. I guess. Right? She accepts him for the for the tantrum Donald that we know. So you, normally when you see Donald, he's angry looking. He has like the like the exclamation point, the star, and the hashtag sign like around him yeah. in cartoon style as if to say he's angry. And she's very well aware of that on the same uh, – on the other side of the coin. He's also, I, best, I guess, sweet to her. And she, she likes – seems to like both sides of her. Mm-hmm. Um Another example of how they enjoy spending some time together, Mickey and Minnie were supposed to do a double date with Donald and Daisy, but they wanted a break. Donald and Daisy wanted out. They were tired of the same old everything. Uh, They thought Mickey and Minnie were wearing them out. They just wanted, they needed a break from the double date action. So Donald tells Daisy he's going to cancel on Mickey and Minnie. And you tell me what you think happened after this conversation. You mean we stay home? Just the two of us? You got it. Oh, Donald. That's <laughs> just what the doctor ordered. <gasps> Whoa. Dr. Love. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. My gosh. Don't Kids come a knocking this? if that boat's a rocking. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, Donald. <laughs> She's so, 
All of that considered, I would like to give Donald and Daisy a 9 out of 10. All right. Um, because I think he could do a little more. He could do a little more yeah. to show his appreciation he for her. He could be a little less angry all the yes, time. Yes, but overall, they have a relationship that has stood the test of time. Yeah. Therefore, they get a 9 out of 10. And that's a solid 9 for solid nine. Donald and Daisy. Well, I'm going to go with you on that one because I don't watch those cartoons. So Yeah. But, I wish I had said know. this earlier. You know, after that conversation, he got a dollop of Daisy. Okay, that's all yeah, I have I to say Anyways, about Donald and Daisy. All right, my next couple is Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, if oh. you will. Little Punzi and Flynn. Um, I don't, I don't watch the cartoon, so we're just going off of the movie here. Okay. But um, I, yeah, their relationship, man, I, they they went through a lot together. He opened her eyes to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, she thought he lied, but he didn't lie. He was actually like trying to save her. Uh, and then he kind of did save her, but then she saves him. Like in the end, he sacrificed a lot for her. Um, and I thought that he was very, uh, sweet knowing that she like, didn't know anything about the world pretty much. I mean, he was trying to like get the crown back in the beginning, right? Like it's not perfect. He, he had a motive, but in that, once again, he turned things around and he did a lot to like sacrifice and save her and she saved his life. Um, all the things, right? When he cuts her her hair in the end, like he's doing it to save her, even though like he was about he died, like mm-hmm. he literally died. <laughs> um, and she obviously was in love with him because of how she reacts to that. And then they end up like, you know, living happily ever after. Like he, uh, they figure out who she is, returns her to her family, like all the things he becomes, you know, part part of her family. Um, and they do get married, right? I can't remember if they proposed in the end. Is that the one where he was like, I kept asking. Okay. Yeah. He did say, yeah, I asked her finally mm-hmm. to marry me. Um, So I give them a nine out of 10 yes. because I feel like this was a great relationship. She had obviously been through a lot before she met him. Mm-hmm. Um, Just not really knowing the extent of her trauma. Right. We're getting really deep here. This is, this is some real analysis. <laughs> yeah. I think people are probably like, what are they talking about? <laughs> These are stupid Disney movies. And we're like, no, listen, there are some scientific, uh, some psychological things going on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that a nine out of 10 for them, great kind of the journey that they went through. Yeah. Now, listen, he died. So some people, some couples wait years for ammunition like that. He can yeah. hold that over her head for right? as long as they're I died hey, for you. Hey, Punzi, remember that time I died? And she'd be like, oh, remember? I'm sorry. I'll stop but- complaining. But also what he said to her before he died, like, mm. you were my new, you were my new dream. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, heart-wrenching. Like, oh, <sighs> heartthrob. Also, um, also a hottie bow body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these animators, they know how to, They you know, know what they're doing. They know how to animate some hotties. <laughs> and beautiful people, right? Rapunzel's gorgeous, obviously. They know how to animate some hotties. hotties. Do you think they put that on their resumes when they're shopping around for different projects? Hottie bow, animated hottie bow bodies. <laughs> yes. Hashtag. All right. Hottie Bobati. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a bonus couple. These are okay. not Hottie Bobatis because they are I not. I have a an- bonus couple, and we're gonna we're gonna get to the nitty gritty of that okay. one. Anyways, so okay. my bonus couple. Not only are they not animated, but they're also not real people. They oh. are Muppets, and <laughs> it is a platonic relationship. And shout okay. out to John. You may know him on Instagram as at the Disney Man. Uh, your Disney uh, photo pass person and Disney photographer extraordinaire because yeah. he submitted Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets as a couple. And I thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to be close-minded when I hear Statler and Waldorf. I know mm-hmm. that in their storylines, I think they I think they refer to their wives throughout time. Um, Maybe. 
They did, because uh, I watched a little bit of a, a compilation of it, and I remember one of them made a joke about uh, about one of their wives. So, you know, yeah. this is more of like a, a, a bro-ship. This is yeah. a, a a friendship, right? Like yeah. a, what's the word? Like a bromance is the word bromance. that people use, not bro-ship. No one yeah. has ever said that. Bromance. Look, they, they're old, and they've been living life together for a long time. Long time. And they're like, you know what? This is what we're going to... They're basically like grumpy old men, right? They're like yes. the, the the movie Grumpy Old Men. It's like, we, yes. we're going to hang out all the time, but we're, we hate each other, but we love each other. Yes. And <laughs> that is why, and you can't deny this, that is why they get a 10 out of 10. Yeah, they get a 10 out of 10. there's no complications. It's fun. They get to speak their mind all the time. But they they laugh deep, at each other's they jokes. They laugh at each other. They're willing to laugh. They're also willing to be the straight man and a joke. Like, they know yeah. that they sometimes are going to be the setup, and sometimes they know they're going to be the punchline. They roll yeah. with it, and that's that's great. And um, if you're missing a little Statler and, and Waldorf in your life, I brought just a little, a couple of clips yes. because why, if we're gonna talk about them, yeah, <laughs> we gotta hear it. So these are from the actual like Muppets, the Muppet Show. This has nothing to do with Muppet Vision 3D in yeah. Hollywood Studios. This is real uh, Statler and Waldorf. This show is awful, terrible, disgusting. See you next week. Of course. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't watched it. Believe what? I don't know. I wasn't watching. Oh! <laughs> I can't believe those rats were responsible for this show. Why not? They were also responsible for the bubonic plague. Oh! <laughs> now, do you think this show was educational? Yes, it'll drive people to read books. <laughs> I loved it. So what? You also loved World War II. <laughs> I liked that last number. What did you like about it? It was the last number. Oh. <laughs> 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 a little oh, Statler and Waldorf for you. They are one of the reasons that I watch any of the Muppet stuff because I'm mm-hmm. always like, what are they going to say? Yes. Like, what is their cameo going to be? What are they going to say? Yep. Um, loved their stuff in the Haunted Mansion. Yes. Like, I'm like, they're because they're always going to be a part of something, and it's just it's yep. hilarious, and I love it. Favorite parts. That's a good one. Okay. My honorable mention, I guess. Uh, I'm going with Eric and Ariel because I think there's oh. a lot to discuss here. Okay. Um. Obviously, you know, he liked her for her looks. That's the reason why she went there because mm-hmm. she gave up her voice to do it. Uh, she saved his life. Um, and then he was like, kind of recognize her, but not really. But I'm really, I don't understand how she could sign her name on a document, but she couldn't write on pieces of paper when she was trying to like tell him who she was. <laughs> That makes me so mad. I'm like, she saw, they, mm. she signs her name yes. on the document so she knows how to write, but she couldn't write on paper when she didn't have a voice to be like, my name is mm. Ariel and blah, 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 blah. Like, here's what happened. I saved your life. Those kinds of things. And obviously he thinks she's a hottie bobody, right? Because he's like all about it because she's hot. Yes. He falls in love with her just by her looks alone because he knows nothing about her. He figures out her name because... You know, the talking crab. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's a lot of red flags here. And, I'm, yes. and you know, they get together in the end. But I'm like, they're already married at that point when they've said probably the only words they've said to each other, right? Or like, I do. I'm, I'm torn about this because I thought like, well, what a great relationship that would be if it was just quiet the whole time. There, <laughs> there is part of me that thinks that. But at some point you have to express your feelings or if you can express them verbally, you probably should. I mean, also, I'm sure there's a lot to unpack with the fact that she grew up underwater. Yeah, how about that? How about that alternate life experience that she should be talking about nonstop? Right. Like, he didn't make any sacrifice. He just got the hot girl. Yeah. He's like, oh, you talk? Cool. Cool. And you have all (laughs) the right reproductive organs? Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So I'm going to give them, like, a four because (laughs) 
just terrible. Terrible. Yeah, she traded in her dinglehopper for something a little less. But No, yeah. she got the dinglehopper. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably what Eric's friends how they refer to Ariel as the dinglehopper. Um interesting. Anyway. So yeah, I think I think a low rating is is fair for them. Yeah. Um, Love the movie, but terrible when it comes to the couple of them. Yeah, just they saying. needed they needed psychologically more depth. speaking. They needed more depth to their relationship. I'm honestly curious if any of our listeners are psychologists because I want to know if we did a good job of. No, no, no. <laughs> don't open. Don't open the door for them, Beth, because we know what they're going to say. They're just going to say that you and I are crazy. They're not going to talk about the couples we're talking about. <laughs> they're going to be like, let's talk about your own issues and yeah. your own relationships. And then they're going to Venmo request us for their hourly rate. How I, they would be like, how would you rate you and your husband? How would you rate your relationship? No, I do have um one of our um one of our pastors like he has this thing where he's like, Oh, I love, this is what I love doing at life group. He's like, every now and then as people are coming to the door, he'll say, Hey, like so-and-so. And he'll say, what's your number where each person has to list the number between one and 10 of where they feel they are at in their marriage. Okay. Oh, in like, their marriage. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, and it's very interesting because you know, someone might be like a nine or a 10 and then someone's like a seven. And so it's yeah. like, Oh, you guys need to unpack that. Huh? Yeah. So he's like, it's a thing that he does. And we've talked about that many times. So we always like joke about, we're like, Oh, ooh, what's your number? Like, we'll be like, Ooh, what's your number? When people are like, it sounds like they're in a tiff or something. <laughs> See, I would, I, um, care about perception, I guess. And I would, before I wake up, like Nicole, when we go in, we're going to say this number. I don't we're care tense. how you feel. Let's agree to a number. I don't care if it's right. Well, seven. Let's go with seven. Right, but if it's like less than ten, it's like, oh, why? Like, what's going on here? You know. Then it's a ten every time. But I'm not if playing also your game. that's a good relationship thing, if you're in a relationship with somebody, just ask them that, and you guys both give your number, and then you see where you are. That's a good way to gauge it is, where you are. It both is are. actually great. You know why? Because giving a number is not the same thing as saying I dislike this, this, and that. You just give right. a number, and then if you want to unpack, you can. It's a great like yeah. door door opening yeah. for it. I'm with you on that. Because you can be like, oh, well, why are you feeling that way? Well, let's let's talk about that. Yes. So. Anyway, this is a we're all over the road on this episode. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race talking about marriage counseling advice. You're welcome. Oh my goodness. So anyway, before we hop off this topic, just did you know that Snow White's? Do you know that Snow White's prince has a name? No, I was thinking about. Um, I almost did her because I was like, should we do her and the the Seven Dwarfs? But then I was like, her and Prince Charming. I didn't realize he had a name. What is it? Oh, by the way, I almost did her. The story of the Seven Dwarfs would be the ty- a book I would read. <laughs> Um, uh, the name of Snow White's prince is Prince Florian. Florian. Okay. Had no idea. Didn't know he had a name. They just call him the Prince. Strange. I don't know if they ever say his name in the movie. In Once Upon a Time, his name is David. But, right? Because that's Snow. But anyway, instead of talking more about Snow White's adventures. Florian. Let's do some news notes. We got some news notes. Okay. I just have a couple of little quick nougats here All right. uh, to talk about. Uh, one, you may remember the uh, there were two nights in, or one in January, one in February, that were set aside for the cast member service celebrations. They were both postponed. Mm-hmm. On those nights, Magic Kingdom closed at 4.30. They were rescheduled to May 3rd and May 15th. So just know if mm-hmm. you're traveling here on those two days, although they haven't specifically said, at least as of the time of this recording, what time the park is closing, Magic Kingdom on May 3rd and May 15th. We'll definitely be closing early. When is your five year? When is your five um, year? I will hit five in 2023, but it starts okay. at 10 years. Oh. So it starts at, at so once once you hit 10, you're eligible That's to attend these to events, and then it's every okay. five years you're invited to go. So I'm not going to be there, but I've seen the menus for this, and yeah. boy, they go all out. So it's like buffet-style um, 
food in, I think, at least two different parts of the park. And they've also opened a lot of the quick service places for complimentary quick service, including your boys hell to the leaf dish over at Columbia Harbor House. So I got to yeah. make it to 10 years. So I get, so hopefully it's still on the menu oh, then. How many more years do we have to do this? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm only hitting four years this year, so I, yeah. I still have some some time left. But that's that. Uh, Splash Mountain officially reopened as of late in the day on Friday the 11th. So if you're looking to do that ride while you're here, this has nothing to do with the reimagining of it, which is still just repainted, right? Forthcoming. It's your normal. I mean, typically speaking, it's been closed in the January time frame. Yeah. Like many years, it's not a new thing. Um, it's for routine maintenance. And a quick note about Universal. I know that where you don't normally talk about them, but Sometimes when they make a policy change, sometimes it happens at yeah. Disney, right? So they have updated their mask policy. Face coverings are not required indoors for vaccinated guests there at Universal. So if you're planning on traveling here and you're spending some time at Universal, just know that they've relaxed their face covering policy indoors yeah. if you're vaccinated. Which basically means there's no policy because they're there's not no going to be asking you for Correct. proof of vaccination. However, so. obviously, if you want to wear your face covering, yeah. it's not like they're going to tell you you won't. I don't think they ever would have told you not to at any point. It's just it's yeah. a lot more common now. And no word still at this point if Disney's changing or updating their policy anytime soon. We'll see. All right, let's All go. Right. Back in time for some Disney history, as always. Shout out. Brought Shout to your partnership. To the Mouselets. Yeah. Who hit 100K this past week. Yes. Uh, 100K on Instagram, and uh, so we're excited for them. So congratulations. But anyways, let's do some Yeah, history. what you got? All right, I'm going back to 2013. Walt Disney celebrated Valentine's Day with love songs and a mass wedding vow renewal at the mm. uh, foot of Cinderella Castle. So they had 50 couples that were selected through a promotion of the official Disney Parks blog. And they all gathered um, as Disney princesses, Snow White, Cinderella, and Aurora, and their respective princes. Flo- oh, no, that's not. Yeah, Snow White. So what was it? Flor- Florian. Florian. Uh, they performed an onstage thing with Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and they did a big bow renewal. Oh. So I thought that was interesting. In 2013. Yeah. Hmm. I'll bring us back to 1988 in Epcot. And this is one of those, like, Real Epcot things. Like, nothing is more on-brand for Epcot than this thing that I'm about to say. Mm. In ni- This week, in 1988, the Expo Robotics, located in Communicore West, debuted uh, at Epcot, of course, in Future World. It featured a top-spinning industrial robot arm named Pixel. Oh. So okay. it basically was just showing off what yeah. how robotics have like, advanced look at over what time. We did. Exactly. This is yes. not that cool anymore. <laughs> no. And that attraction ran through uh, 1993. So that thing was around four or five years. And then eventually okay. Communicore West closed in 94. But that was like your typical yeah. straight up old school Epcot stuff happening this week. The future. Ago. Yes. The future. All right. Before we, uh, Greg wraps it up with, um, with a quote, which we thought happened at the beginning of the episode but it's actually at the end there's something different uh if you like what you heard today feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so spotify podbean apple wherever head on over and like and subscribe uh we've been getting some really nice comments lately so thank you guys for that um but it also just helps us to move up in the algorithm of all the disney podcasts that are out there so we appreciate that uh you can follow along with us as well on instagram or the tiktoks at that park live podcast my personal Instagram is at the real Beth McDonald. And I am at the Disney Greg. And as always, you can head over to our website, which is that Park Life Podcast, to submit a magic gram. Sorry, not submit a magic gram, to sign up for a magic gram. Uh, this is free for you, free for your friends. If you just want to send some pixie dust 
um, some Disney magic to your friends who can't get to the parks or whatever the occasion is, head on over and you can do that. Or you can share a magical cast member moment that will be shared on the show. So we appreciate that. And you can head over to uh, our website again. It's thatparklifepodcast.com. I do have a different quote for you. I want to bring it back, bring it back to love here for a moment, since this is Valentine's Day week, and we talked about some sequels in our conversation. So this comes from a sequel that I have not seen, The Lion King Two. Mm. Uh, so in The Lion King Two, we heard this: "Love is never wrong, and so it never dies." Can you feel the love tonight? So with that, love yourselves, love each other, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye!